This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This BFM Budget 2023 special is brought to you by Ma Singh. Hello, and with me, Cam Rastan, today we have the returns of he is, he's an advertising guru, he's an actor, and he is a consultant, and he is Vernon Adrian Among. Hello, Vernon. Hi, Cam. Thanks for that intro. It's always kind of like, yeah, I don't know whether I feel the pressure. Okay. Yeah, it's all true, though. And there's more besides. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've missed a bit. I'm, busy buddy. The, I'm a busy buddy. Yeah. The rule of threes here. And uh, she is, um, she's a singer. And she's much more besides. But uh, the singer is what you need to know. She is Bijou. Hey, by the way, Bijou, that's, that's, I, not, what's your, that's not your name. It, it is. is. It's it on is. my IC and it's spelled oh, exactly that way. B-I-H-Z-H-U, one word. It's so exotic. My parents had foresight. They knew it would come in handy for my career. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of which, at the end of it, we will talk about the work that you're coming up with. Yay, uh, excited how we can catch you. Mm. So uh, our three topics are, topic number one is arts and the budget. Mm. Topic number two is tales of resilience with Vernon Adrian Amon. <laughs> and finally, topic number three is AI and its impact on the arts. Mm. So uh, with topic number one, the budget. So ah. I don't know if you guys, you know, wake up eagerly every year and kind of like, what's in the budget? I don't. Uh, but well, I have I, like, yeah, I didn't even know. I didn't even know there was this uh, this uh, re representing of the budget uh, until I turned on the radio and Anwar Ibrahim was coming on live. And as I heard it, I got quite excited. So oh. I actually kind of like went in late to another appointment because I wanted to hear a bit more oh. because it it seemed very how should I say quite inclusive actually. Yeah. Coincidentally, of, I mm-hmm. caught wind of the budget. On BFM, my brother and I were driving to somewhere. Yeah. We were listening. We stopped over for lunch. When we came back into the car, he was still going on. And at the end of it, it's like, oh, no, nothing for the arts. Yay. Yes, exactly. Which is what I <laughs> want to talk about. Nothing for the arts. So, I mean, yeah. So, yes, inclusive, etc. Vernon, you're absolutely right. But uh, in terms of the arts, it's the same old, same old. Uh, there's been money allocated for urban, I don't know, I'm not going to say renewal, preservation, uh, which is good. Uh, you know the built the built environment should be preserved. There's been uh, quite a large amount of money, hundred and something million for digital uh, blah blah blah. I'm not really sure what that's about, but so what. So if you're into digital creativity, that's where you know artists could possibly go for, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, and digital. Uh, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> Be no, just rolling eyes. <laughs> no, and I I roll my eyes too, but I accept <laughs> that that you know for younger for young people that is the frontier that is right. where it's at yeah and so that is a kind of a foot in the door but in terms of the performing arts um it's, there is some money also for traditional arts but in, in terms of performing arts and arts and culture in general if you're not involved in tourism then well you know you can just all forget about it because yeah i mean this is a, a government that's not uh it doesn't have the hugest mandate after all it's not overly confident yeah. and I, it was unexpected. I, I'm sorry. It was totally expected. Yeah. He's I, got to spread himself was. really yeah. thin. So, yeah. I mean, like, and, yeah. and, and try and kind of like go for the most common denominators possible. So yeah, I think I, this no. is where yeah. I, with that in mind, I mean, was inclusive. The arts yeah. and culture is not a vote winner. 
Mm. It is not. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, it's quite the opposite. If you pumped in hundreds of millions into the arts, then then the the I was going to say figures on the right, shall we say, would be able to say, why are you doing this, uh, spending money on these uh, spoiled elites when you could be spending money on whatever? As if that is ever the choice, which it's not. It's a false yeah. choice. So I, I was wondering if we if we could come up with, if we're in agreement here, the three of us, yeah. arguments for why it is important to spend money on, on the arts. On the arts. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm quoting this to the right person. Like, uh, apparently, you know, when the war was happening and Churchill was asked to cut funding for the arts, he was like, then what are we fighting for? Or something similar like that. It's like, I always say the arts are the soul of a nation. The other things like, you know, education, health, infrastructure, those are the building, physical building blocks of a nation and very, very important, especially as we can see, you know, inflation is high and wages have not kept up and people are really, really struggling to the point where some people are upset that the government is not allowing them to withdraw EPF when actually the previous few EPF withdrawals were really not for the benefit of the people but yeah the arts is the soul of a nation you could have I, everything I, mm-hmm. else but if you're lacking the soul then what are you living for beautifully put uh Bishu. yeah i got nothing else to i add. i agree <laughs> with you that it is the soul of the nation but maybe maybe we're kind of like uh waving the wrong flag okay this is this is what this is my i'm going to be the devil's advocate mm-hmm. um rather than the arts which to a lot of people, right? You use the word in a WhatsApp message um, to me and perhaps maybe to be true about the irrelevance of the arts to a majority of the people, right? What about if we fought for funding in the area of building up creativity and therefore, you know, uh, an appreciation comes out of that, you know, if we can fund uh, the nurturing of creativity through education and other kinds of, you know, uh, themes. Uh, yeah. So because because the art seems to be like uh, what most people see as something that is not essential. You yeah. know, whereas I, I, if we en- enter through a different access, like education, like what are we doing to make our education? I don't know. I always argue, like, how did you mm-hmm. survive the pandemic? You watch movies, you listen to music, you read books. Are those things not arts? If they were missing, could you have survived the pandemic? Ask yourself honestly, everyone listening to this right now, could you have survived? Absolutely. You know, but uh, so, I mean, to to your point though, Vernon, Mm -hmm. if it's just about trying to find words to to make the medicine go down (laughs) more easily, that's like, you know, let's not call it arts, let's call it, um, I mean, it's entertainment. This is what Bijou is saying also with getting through the arts and culture should be entertaining. <laughs> I mean, thought-provoking, but that is in itself a, a, an entertainment in that it engages the mind and, and, and keeps you occupied. But I, I, again, I don't think any of those things are vote winners. I mean, maybe we shouldn't have been caring about that. But I would certainly say that mm-hmm. we can point to countries that have invested in the arts and yeah. by doing so have created industries that employ yes. people and that if if gosh if it's really so important that we sell this nation to tourists and that's like our sole purpose <laughs> then 
they've spread the names of their nations through soft power. Obviously, South Korea yes. is top top of the list. Top of it, the list. Because, you know, 20-odd years ago, who had ever heard of South Korea? Did they fund the arts, per se, or did they fund the creative industries? Or did They're they fund the infrastructure? Everything. Funding it's a was, whole ecosystem. Yeah, a whole ecosystem. But, yeah, it I, went I so understand deep. that. But part of the reason why mm-hmm. it was it ever happened is because when the transition, when the, the revolution essentially happened between the 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 army and then democracy, th- there was consensus across the democratic parties in that we must spend money on the arts because we need to be able to to show to the people there is no going back. Mm. We're not going to go back to the, the this was this was Korean policy. Stated that no, well, that's that was the underlying message, and right. then they sent people, many many people, to go off and study theater, music, music production, music singing, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the things which we we deride as being a fun entertainment. How dare you have fun? They spent money on that. These people came back. They were directors by now. They were writers, and then in time they created. An industry, and I was walking through a shopping mall the other day, and I saw a shop which was Korean makeup, Korean um, South Korean uh, cosmetics. Mm. And it was like, well, of course, there's South Korean cosmetics industry. The movie industry has uh, given birth to an aesthetic, and it's it 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 creates an industry. Yeah. Likewise, now your Samsung and your Hyundai are given through the culture, are given a kind of cachet and a coolness that they in themselves do not actually have. It's just a phone. Yeah. But now it's it's associated with the likes of Blackpink or But isn't it movies. also necessary to get um you know the in the population first, their mindset change towards appreciating, you know, um Ab- creativity abso- and stuff like that. Absolutely. So but when perhaps you, maybe this no no when but that when happens you, when you that- show movies which have creativity and skill and technique and are moving and are funny. You show these movies and you pump them out one after the other. Then you show to the people, oh, my God, we can do this. We do this. And also, if you do not fund the artists and they do not produce works, how can you get people to appreciate what is there? But I, I, I will, I will say this: like for example, there, there recently have been a slew of really high quality TV series productions. Like yeah, Malaysian meat, for example. Yeah. Um, like One Cent Thief by Alfie Palomo and mm-hmm. his and his team, Project High Council, uh, Love in Lockdown by View, um, a lot of like really high quality TV productions. And mm-hmm. the amount of buzz and appreciation that like like the audiences have has been growing. And then it makes um, the audience be excited and and be like, oh, you know, I'm really looking forward to what's coming up next. And because it's all localized Malaysian content, and it's so relatable. For example, Project High Council is literally about, um, you know, boarding school and the things that happen there. And they are tackling really amazing issues like sexual assault in real and harrowing ways. And you should look at this Twitter thread that came out talking about that one scene and the amount of Malaysians who responded speaking about their similar experiences. That is the power of art. Absolutely right. I agree with you. I'm just saying that, uh, and that's happening, right? Even even without without the funding 
um, that we saw but, once. With right? But that's the thing with Malaysian artists. We thrive despite of the lack of the support. And, you know, it's government after government after government, regardless of who's, like, you know, at the helm. It always seems like we are never paid attention to. In fact, sometimes there are still discriminatory policies that completely don't make sense. For example, right now, um, independent uh, venues are are expected to pay similar taxes to like venues that can seat thousands of people. Where where is the common sense in that? Yeah. How can a independent venue, you know, e- even if you don't give money to the arts, the beginning of arts friendly tax policies or actually policies that just are you know created to actually support the ecosystem and not make life even more difficult. That that yeah. would have, like I would have been grateful for that even. Yeah. Absolutely. The arts is punished every step along the line. We must move on, though. I want to add one final thing, which is to say that if I just speak specifically about Kuala Lumpur, KL is a capital city uh, of something like the 30th largest trading nation in the world. And the people who live in Kuala Lumpur should be able to appreciate, should really should be able to expect to find the entertainment and culture of a capital city. And... Um, there are pockets, as Bijou pointed out, but it's it's not mainstream. It's not mainstream. And, and I will say, I mean, sorry to cut you off, but I will say that I will lay this on the door of also the tourism ministry. Like when you Google things to do in Malaysia, you do not get any of these listings. And in fact, when I talk to, like I meet a lot of people who travel through and sometimes they tell me, Almost always, you know where they go? Gunting. And I'm like, why? Because that's the only thing that comes up. That's the only thing <laughs> that, that appears. And I'm like, see, this is a marketing problem. We have it. Yeah, We're yeah. just not selling it enough. Completely, completely agree with you on that. In that there is very, very, uh, there's an absence or lack, you know, of actual commitment to marketing mm. and working strategically to position our arts. I mean, like I took friends to the go down and, uh, Sufi's dance thing, yeah. you know, and they they were blown away by yeah. the presence of these people doing things. So but you the have media, to know, yeah, to know. The, yeah. But that's what you know, it's that's what media. we are here for. Yeah, yep, yep, absolutely. And and <laughs> the talent is in this country. It is. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, one of the most talented members of this community is Vernon Adrian Among. And oh, now, stop it! Just give me money, no praise, just money. Okay. okay. Um. <laughs> Resilience, Vernon. Yeah, yeah. So you asked me to come up with a topic for today and I decided, you know what? I'm going to kind of like, you know, give platform to a lady who's got a lot of platforms lately and that's Michelle Yeoh, uh, together with a man who has his own platforms going on, which is Anwar Ibrahim. And I kind of like thought there was an interesting parallel between these two careers uh, reaching its pinnacle at the moment. I mean, like both of them been at it for like 40 plus years you know, and finally at the top of their game. Uh, and what was it that got them there? Uh, resilience, definitely tenacity, you know, um, mm. and, and and the search for the right opportunities, I guess. And, uh, you know, like, like for instance, the, we were talking about uh, support for the arts. So M- Michelle, for instance, for the longest time, you know, uh, was Ooh, scrambling Michelle around. Just Michelle. <laughs> okay, Miss Yo. <laughs> 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 Scrambled around. You know, uh, for parts in Hollywood. I mean, like, yeah, she had a lot of good breaks, um, and she could have 
actually given up. I mean, she got married to, I, I believe, a Hong Kong millionaire or tycoon at some point in time. Um, the marriage didn't work out. She got back into the game um, and was there and maintained. She held space for the longest time. And eventually, mm. this opportunity came along, which was a quirk of fate because the, the role was supposed to be given to apparently Jackie, Jackie Chan. Chan. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it was that opportunity uh, that happened. She had the, the talents and the guts um, to say yes to this very challenging role. And that's where she is. And likewise, Anwar Ibrahim, some people love him, some people hate him. Yeah, he's a politician, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, there was a tenacity and resilience that he stuck to. And mm. now he's at the top of his game. And now he has to kind of like, uh, yeah, the, the budget was, I guess, his Oscar speech to basically acknowledge, <laughs> yeah, mm. acknowledge, you know, that uh, a lot of people put him there. So his speech was inclusive. Unfortunately, yes, I agree that the arts could do with more sponsorship. Um, um, but as, and I'll say it again, uh, sometimes, you know, we just need to work strategically to get that stuff going. And as an arts and creative community, perhaps maybe um, rather than feel knocked back because of this situation, look for those cleavages within the system, such as, as you mentioned, the digital uh, funding that was being given. Um, mm. Surely we could repackage or uh, angle you know, our projects um, to look for those spots um, that allow us to claw back in for the funds. Okay. Uh, because, yeah, generally the arts are seen as something for people who already have everything they've got. Let's face it, yeah. right? You mean uh, elitist? Yeah, yeah. yeah in yeah, a yeah. sense, yes. Yeah. You know, so therefore, if too much went into the arts or too much uh, was featured or spotlighted within the funds going into the arts, Maybe like that might have been politically, uh, you know, unstrategic. Uh, so yeah, so that's what I like to say based on uh, my position. Hell, I went to Australia and spent my parents' money doing a degree in theater arts. Uh, well, you know? uh, Vernon, you got two different stories going on here. There, you know, oh, the sorry, resilience yeah. of Michelle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, so we and, just need to be resilient the... and and we <laughs> right. get our Oscars. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. He brings it all I mean, back. I'm, yeah, I'm joining the dots <laughs> and I get lost along the way. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, Bijou, Bijou. Mm. Um, are you impressed by the likes of Michelle Yeoh? Yeah, of course. I like a lot of people in the industry have said that you know she has always uh, adhered to her identity as a Malaysian, but fact remains that she did not build her career here. Sure. She built her career in Hong Kong and subsequently in Hollywood, and now she is where she is. And I think she deserves every accolade that she is getting right now. You know, 40 years is no joke for someone to be doing something for 40 years and to keep going. And to be honest, the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once felt like it was tailored perfectly for her because everything she's done in the past, you know, she yeah. managed to express it all in that movie. Um, but again, you know, with artists like, say, maybe Yuna, who made it, who sort of like is one of the, the most... Um, well-known independent artists uh, of Malaysia, Michelle Yeoh and Yuna are not the norm. They are the exception. And our industries right now are not built to foster that kind of success. Uh, so I love that she's getting what she's getting, but I feel like Malaysians shouldn't 
be so fast to jump on a bandwagon and take credit for it. Because, yeah, no, no yeah. for sure, for sure. I mean, she couldn't possibly, it had to be in Hong Kong. You, you, Especially Hong, at that time. At that time, that Hong yeah, Kong film yeah. industry was its own beast yeah. and... And she she had to go there. There was nowhere else. You can't stay in Malaysia. We, in Malaysia. It just we, just, we don't have the market. Uh, no, to, no, absolutely. To, yeah. But she 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 had the the resilience and the God. I mean, just the craziness to go and think she can do it. I mean, I yeah. think also my friend Sean Ghazi say who in the similar kind of thing. He said he wanted to be on the stage in the West End, and he just mm-hmm. he did went, it. He just went there and he yeah. did it, and he was on the stage in the West End. Um, whereas cowards like us, we stayed here in Malaysia. Hey, speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a different kind of resilience also to stay. Yes, correct. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. A different kind of resilience. And I will not um, praise only those who went out and chased for opportunities because there are many reasons why a person does not go. And I think it takes a different kind of courage. And they're there. Here, here. It's here. courage. All the same. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because of topic number one, which is that, you know, the system is stacked against us. Yes. Yeah. I I mean, for for the three of us who are involved in the arts, yes. I mean, if if we were involved in, I don't know, car manufacturing, then we might might say a different thing. Um, Okay. Well, um, we move on. But I would say one last thing, just ask you, Vernon. So, therefore, you are moved by what you perceive to be resilience. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, of course, we have we have people here in Malaysia who are keeping at what they do and they enjoy it and they do it well, um, and they make waves. You know, uh, in in art and culture, people like, you know, Ami Muhammad doing whatever he does in publishing and filmmaking, uh, the kind of the kind of uh, breakthroughs and and you know, uh, what is it, uh, uh, trailblazing, you know, uh, that happens that begins to shift the ground. Um, that's fantastic. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be optimistic, and uh, just follow your dreams and be tenacious. You know, yeah. Follow I your dreams, be tenacious. Yeah. Watching wow. like the SAG Awards speech of Kihui Kwan earlier on the way home, and then he said something like, "For those of you who are struggling right now, waiting to be seen, just keep at it because one day the spotlight will find you." And yeah. I just found that incredibly moving. I feel like we're in an episode of Glee. Uh, <laughs> because Misha's going to break into song. Yeah, we're going to break into song. And yeah, uh, uh, me and Vernon will harmonize whilst you... you, you I'll try to harmonize. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be horrible. Okay, uh, we'll move on. In a moment, mm. though, we're going to come back with uh, AI in the arts here on A Bit of Culture, BFM 89.9. Stay tuned to BFM's Budget 2023 special, brought to you by Marsing. And we're back with myself, Cam Ruslan, Vernon Adrian Abong, and Bijou, and now Bijou. Um, yes. AI in the mm-hmm. arts. What uh, AI, what is it? Mm, artificial <laughs> intelligence, essentially. And I think, like some of us might, our first encounter with AI in the arts could be when you played with a filter and you got like morphed into this AI hero character situation and all that. So, my, I mean, I'm not a a fatalist to be, I'm not a kind of person who's against technology. I I love technology and, and the amazing things that it's allowed us to do. But when it crosses ethical lines, that's when I have a great issue with it. So 
the emergence of uh, art AI, where you're able to just type keywords of what you want, the style of art you want, and have them generate something is problematic simply because the ability of the AI to do that in the first place is by consuming a lot of original art by artists actually creating this art. And when the AI uh, consumes this art, the artists, they didn't give permission for the art to be consumed that way. And then what you see happening is then um, so many derivatives of, of that original artist's art is reproduced just like that. So you, they, they can't pursue copyright. You know, it's, it's just a really messy ethical situation. And I've seen a lot of artists make public stands trying to speak to the companies that uh, create these AIs to say, you did not have my permission to have the AI run, consume my art for it to be able to reproduce this. And you're seeing real life impacts on, on artists. Like one of the most uh, prominent science fiction independent public houses in one's called Clark's World. They have a reputation for being the most responsive publishers to submissions. So when they open submissions, you know, even if you're not a known science fiction author, they take your submissions and they will review them, you know, unbiasedly and respond. And they have the reputation for one of the best responses in the publishing world. So recently, they had to close their submissions in less than a day because they were inundated with AI-generated content, which means people who do not actually sit at their laptops use their own brains to generate actual original science fiction stories who just put prompts into an AI generator and flooded Clark's World submissions to the point where they could not cope. They had to shut it down. And whatever AI detecting software they use were not good enough to pick up on this AI-generated works. And to, to bring it closer to home, I had a uh, someone I know who, who owns a local business and he approached me, he texted me one day and said like, hey, can I get your professional opinion on this uh, little thing? I have some lyrics and then I have someone who's willing to compose a song to these lyrics for my brand that I want to use for my brand. I looked at it and I gave him very honest feedback, which is like, if this is something you're using to represent your brand, I don't think it's a good idea because it's so generic. It doesn't, it doesn't really talk about what's unique to your brand. And if it's something casual that you use on the fly that you're not seriously going to be like, oh, this is my brand, then, then, then fine, you can go for it. But if it's really to represent your brand, I would say this is bad work. And then later he told me what happened was he entered the product he was selling into chat GPT, which is an AI generator and asked them to write lyrics for a jingle. Mm. And that's what came out. And which is why I was like, this is so generic It's not great writing because yeah, yeah. and the amount of people who are so excited about the ability to now do things they cannot do, it's because no one, they, they're not willing to put in the hard work. You know, how many hours, how many years, how many, um, you know, blood, sweat and tears an actual artist puts into the length of their career to create art, to write books, to create songs. And now if you can just generate it simply through AI, you're just 
basically saying, I want the the reward without any of the work. I was going to say though that that the audience would would know. I mean, they eventually the audience will know the, the difference between the good and the bad. You'd like to think so. You'd like to think so, but if all you get is that, then it becomes. It's like I I really don't like instant coffee. I hate instant coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to drink proper coffee, but I accept that it's it's its own genre that shouldn't really be called coffee. It's just sort of coffee colored drink. But if <laughs> if everything is coffee colored drink, then you begin to like coffee colored drink. Mm. And yeah, and it would be what everything is. Yeah. So for me, it, the 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 argument against AI for me is more an ethical thing. For example, the publisher Clark's World, because they had to shut down their submissions. Now actual authors have no opportunity to submit their work because the you know they they even stated when you submit something to Clark's World, you have to tick a box to say that this is your original work and not reproduced by anyone else. But they were so disappointed by the fact that people just like kept submitting AI generated work. And expecting to get through. Can you imagine? It's like you didn't put in the work to write this book. You just ask an AI to do it. And then you want to be accepted as and be called an author. Mm. That is against all Mm. my ethical beliefs. So this is my argument of the very negative impact of AI on the arts right now. It's quite interesting. I mean, like when you were talking, I was thinking of like photographers, you know, Mm. photographers who studied photography. And mm. then, and then the technology comes in and makes them irrelevant almost because you know with filters and 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 phones and cameras the way they're built, right? They're delivering photography that mm. uh, put studios out of you know the little 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 uh, studios that people used to go to to take family photographs and mm-hmm. passport mm-hmm. photographs and stuff like that. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, because uh, I, I saw that recently, actually. Yeah, with um, the earthquakes in uh, Turkey, that there were AI generated, you know, photographs, pictures of um, rescuers uh, from different mm-hmm. countries, say from Greece. And, you know, Greece and Turkey, they don't get on. And um, and so everyone's like, oh, you know, well done, Greece, for coming to, to the rescue of Turkey. But it did, they didn't what do you exist. mean it was out? It was art- oh, it was artificially created. It was yeah. actually fictionized, fictionalized. Yeah, yeah. wow. Of a, of a rescuer sort of holding, yeah, a, yeah. holding a yeah. child that had been found in the rubble, and and the way that you could tell it now at the moment is because this this rescuer had six fingers. Yes. Um, but that'll be wow. sorted out in no time. Like far yeah. too many teeth and six fingers and stuff. The the uh, yeah. So so uh, this six finger thing is interesting because there was a, a book illustrator who. Mm-hmm who, um, you know, saw a tweet of someone who was so proud that they did not have to work with illustrators and pay the money and just mm. generated like AI art for his book. And the way to see how bad it was, was that the characters had six fingers. But they'll sort that out. Technically, <sighs> that, that'll get sorted yeah, out in no time. Sure. But then again, you know, you're talking about really eliminating people's livelihoods and careers. Sure, but then wasn't the steam engine driver? Wasn't his career yeah, eventually it's, uh, eliminated, and, and instead the the jet pilot got a job instead? <laughs> I don't know. I think like when it comes to things of like physicality and infrastructure, all those sort of things, I I can understand why technological advancement makes life easier. But when it comes to things like art, 
where it's supposed to speak of soul and and purpose and and the very essence of humanity like the reason why artists produce you ask any artist why do we make music why do we write why do we you know create theater and books and movies it's because there's something unique in your voice that you need to express but now to take that very essence away and generate it through a computer i just find that Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess like, like yeah, you know. it's pe- people. People will expediency la, is basically the curse of you know the world as we move forward. Expediency. Those because who the, want it fast and yeah, don't want and, the coffee to percolate will go and have instant coffee. Yeah, because can I just say Vernon? Because for Bijou's uh, example earlier with uh, the yeah. fellow and and uh, the jingle basically is what you were yeah. saying, uh, Bijou. Uh, that's advertising, and so. Mm-hmm. Advertising is your world, and I can imagine this be very attractive to advertising because it would cost nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, like you know, with with technology, it basically wiped out agencies, you know, yeah. and creative houses, and they had to pivot and 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 operate in different ways. I mean, like uh, yeah, the the amount of money I get paid for writing copy these days is a fraction of what I was paid, you know, uh, five thousand years ago when I started. So it's, uh, yeah, gram- Grammarly comes in and does stuff that other people couldn't do before, which was, you know, communicate in perfect grammar. And yes, chat GPT is a threat indeed. Um, mm. I don't know how to face this gigantic threat, you know. Um, so once again, I guess it's just that tenacity and resilience and mm. trying not to let I, it I think chat GPT and all that right now, they're a, they're, the, the work they generate is based on like the lowest common denominators so Absolutely for, right, for yeah. a human to work with a brand and get into the very essence of what a brand stands for and to be able to create work that represents that is something that no AI can do at the moment. Yeah, and I think the, the enlightened yeah, and, and the enlightened clients will realize that. The enlightened clients will know um you know where the quality is coming from and how the quality is going to be achieved, and they mm. will recognize it. So yeah, there are I mean, like there are stacks of people who write. Um, advertising copy and there are stacks of people who say they are designers you know but yes yeah. the stuff that they put out is generic is not creative um, you know falls back on 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 tricks of the trade uh, and, 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 and very often you know uh, people can see that you know so but it's yeah, moving it's moving so fast I know it's, so it's, fast. it's it's horrible it's yeah. horrible yeah, I mean but soon yeah, there'll be, the to- there'll be like the, the genius buttons, like this is mm. generic. Press the genius button and it suddenly becomes, you know, <laughs> brilliant. Um, okay, well, we're gonna watch that space. It's gonna, it's yeah. gonna determine our lives moving forwards. And on it that happy indeed. note, we're gonna move forward to recommendations where we recommend something that we think might be of interest. I go first. My recommendation is um well, it's a location. I went there just, what was it, yesterday, the other day, a place called Go Down. It was mentioned earlier. And I hadn't been there before, but I had. Because if you were a, a clubber in Kuala Lumpur back in the 1990s, you would have gone to a place called the Boom Boom Room. Uh, at the <laughs> end of Joanne Campopo, basically. That's right. Yeah. She was in residence. Yeah. And that was right at the end of uh, John Ampang. And uh, so the go down, the, the access is on uh, Jalan Bukit Nanas, the, the mm-hmm. road that then leads up to, to St. John's. Yeah. And uh, it, I, I recommend it only, it is a venue. There's nothing sort of permanently happening there, but it's just, it's just really well done. It's just a really lovely 
venue of an old building that's been kind of emptied out and it stands there and it looks beautiful and it's just a really nice place. <laughs> so if ever you see something happening at Go Down, you haven't been there, please go to the Go Down and uh, check it out. I think it's a really nice place. Yeah, it's a great yeah, place. I agree. Yeah. Uh, so that's my recommendation. And Vernon, what do you got? Okay, uh, I just want to recommend people to go and see Malaysian films. Um, there are a slew of them out there. Um, one of them is Imaginer. I haven't seen it, but I'm, I'm getting I'm going a lot tomorrow. of... I'm going oh, tomorrow. can I go with you? Well, can I go with if you? you're very well behaved, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, please, everybody, if you want the arts to survive, you know, do your part, support local film, support local artists like Bichu. Bichu does great work with uh, Malay music, um, local Malay music. Um, yeah, go out this week, everybody. Uh, support a local artist, whether it's music, books, movies, etc. Do that, please. Thank you. Mm. Have you seen Imaginur? Uh, Not yet, but I'm planning to also. Getting a hell of a buzz, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Uh, and when yeah, people you like and respect say mm. good things about it, it makes you really want to watch it. Oh, I hope it's good. Yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so join me and Cam tomorrow, Bichu. Sure. Okay. And 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 watch and watch. Um, well, partake in Malaysian uh, arts because actually reaching all the way back to our first topic, I think we have to assume that the government's never ever ever going to get involved. And it really, I don't <laughs> think governments anywhere in the world actually do as much as they really can. Oh, uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Do you go to I mean, Germany? Like, I, I mean, I was like, I, go to I Singapore. Mean, I, <laughs> but go to Australia. Go to Australia. Well, I have lots of friends in Australia who complain about not getting enough support. Oh, Australians complain about everything. <laughs> uh, they're whinging Aussies. Um, they're going so, to stop listening to this program, all my friends, you know. Oh, no, we're going to lose the Australian <laughs> demographic. Um, okay, so uh, finally, uh, Bijou, what's your topic? Uh, yeah, you, you're always very generous to allow me to self-promote, so I'm going to... Uh, take that advantage. Um, I am involved in a epic production called Let's Rock 3, uh, put together by Kuala Lumpur Performing Arts Centre. Uh, the dates are March 31st till April 1st and 2nd. Basically, it's me and Fuad of Kyoto Protocol Whoa. Um, together with a symphonic orchestra a choir, Whoa. a four-piece rock band, and four Whoa. young upcoming singers. And we're going to be doing a repertoire of rock songs. And this is the third edition uh, that we've, we're putting on. And uh, one in 2017, one in 2019. And, you know, post-COVID, we're so happy that it's back this year. Yes. And if anyone who's interested, just hit up to like Cloud Joy or just type Let's Rock 3. Yeah, I've been to these yeah. and and uh, what would you call it musical anthologies? Uh, mm -hmm. They have a a, a general genre label, and it's really worth checking out. So with yeah. Bichu there, um, yeah. yeah, it's gonna be. I mean, quite think about a treat. it: a choir, a symphonic yes. orchestra. Woo! It's epic. It's yeah. absolutely yeah. epic. That's yeah. Will I see a... you come? Will you finally well, yeah, yeah. come watch I mean, me? <laughs> okay, I, I, that's a cast Definitely. of millions, and that sounds like there'd be real value for money as well. So yes, yeah. you yes. say an orchestra, like an actual, like a not symphonic just, orchestra, not just a so, guy on, on a keyboard playing the. No, it's, it's always orchestra. it's always huge a huge ensemble of people putting together a show of wonderful music uh, that just carries you away in the evening. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kelpak yeah. does this every few months, I think, right? Yeah. I, I'm I'm about to send out my what what WhatsApp broadcast list, so you'll you'll get the information. So the dates again. Give us the dates again. Um, March 31st till April 2nd at Kuala Lumpur Performing Arts Center. 
that's like three days yeah three days we have a few oh. corporate shows before that but you know they're booked so the public oh, gets yeah. three well shows done. three shows wow. <laughs> that's again because people don't sponsor the arts you have to go on ticket sales and that's all you can possibly achieve mm. presumably mm. there are corporate or indeed individual sponsors involved because some some but as yeah. always we would welcome more and the ticket yeah sales, the corporates the corporates are mm. the ones the ticket yeah. sales are vitally important Mm-hmm. very much yeah. so oh and and also the corporates will not get involved in sponsoring until government does because they're too afraid to to piss off the government um okay because they're cowards and so they piss uh, off the government supporting the arts ah because if if the government if i can be a successive governments show an antipathy for the performing arts then the corporations, especially multinationals, but locals as well, are going to be too afraid to get involved. Why would they dare cross the government if the government has said, basically, categorically, we never spend money on the arts because we hate the arts, politically? <laughs> you know, but if only the, the government gave like amazing tax breaks to, to corporations for supporting yeah. the yes. arts, it would happen. It would See? happen. It would yeah. happen. Or a like Policies. for like. You know, agree, agree, policies. agree. If, agree. If you invest 100,000, we'll invest 100,000. Anything, mm. anything. And then the corporations would be able to come in. Because they're mm. just, uh, head office back in Zurich or whatever, they're not They're gonna, not going to say do it because you cannot cross the government. Okay. Well, with that, uh, we come to an end. And <laughs> it only remains for me now to thank uh, Vernon Adrian Amon. Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Cam. Uh, thank you. And uh, Bijou, good luck with the show. Thank you very much. Yeah. I hope to best. see both of you there. Yes. I'll yeah, yeah. Be there. And whoever's listening, please Google yeah. Let's Rock 3. And Everybody who's listening. And also YouTube uh, Bijou's work as well. YouTube? Yeah, you're on YouTube. Oh, YouTube you're me. YouTube. Oh, thank, yeah. you, thank you. Thank you. Mm. Appreciate it. Um, uh, well, thank you very much. And uh, join us next week for another exciting episode of A Bit of Culture here on BFM 89.9. This BFM Budget 2023 special was brought to you by Marsing. Reinvent spaces. Enhance life. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.